What's up, top of the list fans? It's RB back here with my co-host Dom. And this week we're reviewing a, a film that I think caught both of us and a, a lot of people by surprise. It was debuted on Netflix. This film being Hustle, uh, Adam Sandler serious film. I guess it's kind of classified as a comedy drama, but I would say this definitely falls more in the drama range than comedy. Uh, uh, we both are fans of Adam Sandler in the more serious roles. Of course, uh, you may remember one of our first reviews of Uncut Gems, one of our favorites. Uh, and I had seen this one on Netflix, thought it was a performance similar to that for Adam Sandler, recommended it to you, Dom. Um, obviously, I was a big enough fan to recommend it uh, to you. I'm going to come out and say my score away, right away. It's 9 out of 10. Uh, but Dom, I want to hear what you thought about this film. Yeah, for sure. Welcome back to another episode of Top of the List, everybody. Uh, so we're talking about Hustle on Netflix this week, and I think that this was a pretty great film. I enjoyed it. Um, it's uh, I don't really think it's that much of a comedy to me in, in my book. Like There were some funny parts, but to me, this was more of a sports drama, um, a la Rocky, which they reference in this film. And, you know, um, as far as sports films go... I am a fan of a few of them. Some of them I'm not as big of a fan of. Um, in the entire genre of sports films, I don't think this is one of the best I've ever seen. But um, as far as basketball films specifically, I do think this is a pretty good one. So um, overall, I'd give this one an 8 out of 10. I really thought it was a great movie. There was, towards the beginning, I was thinking um, you know, no more than a 7. But then... Um, we get to a few, a little bit later down the movie. We start getting around, around the, I think it's around the halfway point when they start doing the training and everything like that. And that was executed so well that it really made me lift up my score a lot because I think the as, the best aspect of this movie was the um, bond that Adam Sandler and uh, I think it's Hernan Gomez, right? Yeah, Juancho Hernan Gomez playing Bo Cruz. Exactly. So the between uh, Stanley and Bo, I mean. That was what really made this movie special and above, a, just better than a good movie. It was a great movie, in my opinion. That's what made it. And the story in this one was not cheesy in any way. It was very grounded. I thought that was really great. Um, so that, that's why I do think this is a, this is a great basketball movie. Um, as far as sports movies go, I still prefer the likes of Creed, Rocky, um, you know, Remember the Titans, I think, is one of my favorites. Um, there's some other ones I can't remember off the Hoosiers, top of my head. Hoosiers, you always say, is one of your favorites, I know. Which one? Hoosiers. Hoosiers, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 a great basketball movie as well. So um, Sandlot, I also like that one as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's on the level of those I mentioned, but it's just a notch below those. Is, but, I mean, that's pretty great in my book because I've seen some sports movies I didn't like, and uh, this was not one of those. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot. I mean, obviously, you, you mentioned Rocky. Uh, you know, there were a lot of things that this film borrowed from the great sports films, but there, I think it had enough originality, uh, definitely, and enough of a modern spin on things. Uh, talking about things that are very pertinent in the NBA, something that I don't think a lot of people see. You know, we see in the NBA, of course, those who follow basketball closely, a lot of these kids who come out of college, you know, one and done, or even come out of high school with the coverage of the McDonald's All American games and whatnot. But uh, this is a side that's still a lot a mystery to a lot of basketball fans on some of these international talent prospects that come into the NBA and burst onto the scene out of nowhere. Um, you know, a la, like Luka Doncic uh, comes to mind, and I, I think he may have been in this film. Uh, I know for a fact yeah, Boban was. Marjanovic was. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just uh, it it provided a side that I 
from what I've been reading, is somewhat accurate to how it actually goes down. Uh, it told it from the perspective of a scout, which I thought was very original. And um, I thought this movie was great. I put, would put it in the 8 out of 10 range, as you explained, uh, to begin with, as we learn more about Bo Cruz and his storyline. But I think the background, as we get later on into the film, sort of peeling back the onion on Stanley's character, Adam Sandler's character, I think added that much more to this story, which is what gives it a notch above an 8 out of 10 to an 8.5, 9 range, paired with what I thought was really, really cool cinematography, the way they did it. Some of the streetball scenes, like with the, the phone cut, I know that's more a modern take that we've seen in a lot of films per se, but maybe not too many sports films yet. But that's, you know, the new medium. How do guys get recognized? Sometimes it's as simple as being on social media. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point you brought up there, RB, because that's one of the main things I wanted to comment on that's kind of a positive and a negative for me on this film. Okay, okay. So the biggest positive I could say on this film is that I was locked in whenever it was street ball. I mean, my gosh, this, like you said, the cinematography was off the charts. Now, my only downside is, though, is once we got into the bigger games with all the pro athletes, I feel like we lost a little bit of that grounded cinematography. Okay. So that was kind of a downside. I, it's like, you know, you, in, for example, in Hoosiers, I never felt like we got up to that level of excitement that you get in the final game of Hoosiers. Like it never reached that high of like nail biting tension. Like you want to see these guys make the shot. It was like I was rooting for Bo, but I wasn't at the climax at the end of this film. It felt like more of just an epilogue than I've. You know what? Guessed, yeah. I think very much you make an excellent point there. Um, yeah. I mean, thinking back to this film, you're you're right, and that's what holds it back to me. I'm a huge sports sports film nut. It doesn't matter if it's a comedy. You know, I just rewatched Semi Pro, which is just on Netflix. That's one of my favorites. Um, I love the film and the television series, Friday Night Lights. Um, but you're right. A lot of these films utilize that. And once again, it was original with this film that they didn't have the big game at the end. Exactly. You know, time ticking down. And, and you know, it's, it's one of my biggest positives and negatives with the TV show, Friday Night Lights, that, you know, you have to not really understand football to watch the game because every single game in that show, so every episode ends with a last second play. <laughs> And I'm right. like, okay, that's great in a movie. Now in yeah. a TV show, it gets a little bit repetitive. There right. was not really that climactic game in this film. And you're right. right. It's an original take. And I like how they did it with a bunch of the, these like pro, pro uh, combines. Exactly, yeah. But in the sense of you're right, it didn't ever get me to that level of excitement. I think that's why I hold it back from giving it a 10 out of 10. You're right. Yeah, so that's kind of where I was sitting on that. But like you said, I think some of the best scenes in this movie, you know, a la the title, were when they were doing the hustle. I, I love the, what was it, the boa, BOA challenge part yep. of this movie where they get Dr. J to go out and rep him to save his reputation. I thought that was great. I love the introduction to Bo. I, I loved a lot of the aspects of this movie. Um, but mainly, I, I guess, you know, what do you feel about Bo's character itself? I know you said you liked peeling back the layers on the characters in this one. I thought Bo had a great um, character arc, kind of great story. I loved everything with uh, his family and how connected to his family was. It was really an endearing story. Absolutely. I, I, I think, again, you know, what makes a great film? I think having a great character, a great storyline, and that's what we got with Bo Cruz, which is why I give this at least an 8 out of 10. And why I give this a higher score, as I mentioned, though, is what makes it even better is when you have multiple characters where you're peeling back those layers. And that's why I said I think the storyline and the plight with Bo paired with the parallels of the storyline and the plight with uh, Adam Sandler, with Stanley, I thought 
I thought that was excellent. And I thought everything that we covered with Stanley and, you know, finding out more about his injury and why he never made it, why he's sort of set back despite having, you know, these connections and having such a great collegiate career, I thought were really excellent and played very nicely as a contrast with what Bo, what Bo was going through throughout the film. Yeah, absolutely. I love where we ended with Stanley and the big reveal of, you know, what happened to his hand and the accident and, you know, how he cost his team the championship and everything like that. I thought that was really fantastic. Now, my only knock is has nothing to do with Adam Sandler's acting. I thought it was fantastic throughout the whole movie. My only knock against the character of Stanley in this one is, um, you know, RB, I haven't watched that many serious Adam Sandler films, except I'm right. going to obviously compare it to Uncut Gems. Right, yep. At the minute one of Uncut Gems, I was locked in with his character. Yeah. In this one, it took a little bit longer for me to get behind him. And that was kind of my only slight knock against it. I, I absolutely agree. You know, I think in Uncut Gems, he was playing a character, a mm -hmm. very bombastic, loudmouth style of character. I felt like this movie, he went more for the Joe Everyman, very exactly. relatable. And even though Uncut Gems is a serious role, and this is a serious role, those are very stark contrast. I don't remember his character name in uh, in Uncut Gems, yeah. but that guy versus Stanley Sugarman. I mean, Stanley is, a, again, like I said, an everyman, you know? He's just a guy trying to get by, trying to be there for his family, trying to be there for his career. I mean, and that's relatable. That's definitely relatable. But is it as strong of a hook to open the movie as, you know, the opening sequence we have with, you know, man, I'm, I'm not remembering his character's name from Uncut Gems, but that opening sequence where, you know, he's trying to get into the store, the lock won't open, you know, you have yeah. the loan sharks coming at him, you have Kevin Garnett in his store. I mean, uh, completely different. Yeah. Night and day, yeah. the roles, despite it being another Adam Sandler serious role. Right. Yeah. So th that was my only knock is that I, I couldn't get locked in until, I, honestly, I didn't get locked in all the way until they took the position of assistant coach away from him. Then I kind of started feeling for him. I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty shitty for him to do that, uh, his boss to do that. And then when he finds Bo, instantly, boom, I was like, okay, now I'm locked in. I'm getting this guy's character arc. I like the charisma between these two guys and it's really endearing. And yeah, so from there, I, I liked where it ended. It took a little bit longer to get there than I thought, but I, I did like where it ended. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that for sure. And um uh... Yeah, ended nicely. You know, this isn't a film that I think anyone was expecting a sequel from. The last thing I'm going to just touch on is I love the use of actual current NBA stars in this film. I so thought that was incredible. I have I have a few questions about this, RB. Yes. So this is what confused me a little bit, but it's only because I'm not a major basketball fan. I recognized uh, a few of the basketball players there, especially at the in the, the last part where he gets his final chance. Mm -hmm. I recognize him. Now, here's my only problem is that, um, and, and I want to know your take on this because usually this is the argument you make with me about other movies, and that is for a second I was almost, the movie was so great I was convinced that it could have been a true story. Yes. And then by the end of the movie I realized, okay, this is, you know, I started seeing real NBA players and I was like, okay, well, then this didn't happen in reality or like it was a little confusing to me, so... Maybe you can explain or elaborate. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a fictitious film. I think it was more a film meant to show how people come up through the, the European system or lack thereof uh, right. in, in Bo Cruz's situation. Yeah. I just, um, 
And it was great at that, by the way, fantastic at that. Yeah, aspect. but I, I will always agree with you that I will take something based on a true story rather than a fictitious work. I.e. Um, remember the Titans. I mean, I remember based the on Titans, a true story. Gridiron Gang, uh, 42, pretty much every great baseball movie minus my Major League, which is like my favorite, but it's a fictitious story. Um, anyways, yes, but I will at least say with this film – if it wasn't a true story, which it wasn't, I I appreciate when a film can make it realistic fiction, and that's yeah. that's what this did. It wasn't so outlandish that it couldn't happen. That oh, this guy you know tore both of his Achilles and was still able to power through it. Uh, there's a, there's a film that I like called the the goon it's a hockey film where this guy just takes gruesome injury after gruesome injury and keeps getting back up and playing it's like that is to the point where this film got ridiculous and out of hand mm -hmm. this was a film that said we are not a true story but we are going to demonstrate something that could happen any season in the nba and i think did a great job demonstrating it yeah they did do a great job of grounding the film in reality and i i, I agree with that it was just uh I guess it just kind of threw me off, and I didn't realize that. I mean, I guess it makes sense that the guy is a real NBA player, but I didn't recognize Hernan Gomez. I didn't. Yeah, he know. is. He is not, as far as I know, you know, a, a huge name. I don't follow the NBA too closely. Yeah. I know the name. Um, just going back and looking. I mean, he he won a gold medal in the FIBA World Cup for Spain. Um, okay. I mean, his his numbers in the NBA aren't blow you away numbers, but I mean. He's just an impressive young talent. I mean, he averages I mean, I was this more, season he averaged five a game. I was more impressed that he was such a great actor. Yeah, without a doubt. He did fantastic. So, he's, he's still playing in the NBA. I mean, he's he's got a career if he, you know, ever retire when he retires. I mean, he's only twenty six years old. Yeah. I mean, he's got a career. Yeah, he was great. And I, I thought his rival, who who's also a current NBA player, um, Anthony Edwards was really good in it. Yeah, Anthony Edwards was good. Really made you hate him in that. Yes, in a few yes, scenes, and I, he did a great so. job at that. Yep. And I do got to say, my my last major positive for this movie, RB, the end credit scene where you get to see all the real NBA players and they kind of show old old footage of it. This was a that the one thing they really did in well in this movie that they also did well in Hoosiers is that they really made it feel like the people that made this movie loved basketball. And it made you really love basketball even more. Even if you're like me and you just kind of, you know, moderately enjoy the game. To me, it made me enjoy it even more. So Very much so. And yeah. it, I mean, it was produced by LeBron James. So you can expect exactly. that. Definitely um, a love letter to basketball. That, that being said, there were certain times as not a diehard NBA fan where I did have to pause the film and look up certain people. This was definitely a basketball lover's film. Right. And like I said, where I thought it was a 9 out of 10, you thought it was an 8 out of 10. I think that's very representative of our feelings towards the NBA. And someone who is a diehard NBA fan who follows every game night in, night out would rate this a 10 out of 10. Right. Right. Exactly. I, I fully agree with you there. It was cool to see, you know, I think, what was it? Charles Barkley was in this one. He was cool. Shaq was in this one. It was great. I, I was great seeing all those guys that... You know, you normally hear in the announcer's booth when you watch an NBA game actually do some good acting for once. I do while while you're on that that subject yeah. and you're talking about you know sort of broadcasters and current players. I want to say another unsung hero in this film. I thought probably my favorite character was Leon, played by Kenny Smith. Yeah, I thought he was amazing. I love Kenny Smith as a uh, 
as a, I, I guess he's a, he's more a commentator. He's not truly a, a broadcast. He's an analyst, you know. He's a guy yeah. who, who played in the NBA. I thought he was incredible in this film, playing his his buddy was the agent. Yeah, yep. I thought yeah, probably my favorite character in this film. Uh, I mean, even that much more. I, and that's nothing against Adam Sandler or Juancho Hernan Gomez or Anthony Edwards. I thought just uh, Kenny Smith really stole stole his role as you know a, a key supporting actor in this one. Yeah, it was really great. Um... Yeah, I, I, I like this movie a lot more than I thought I would, so I, I was walked away surprised. So I, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. RB, you're going to give it a 9 out of 10. Um, RB, while we're on the subject of sports, any words to say about the recent passing of Vin Scully? Yeah, this uh, this one hurts for those of you who, who do follow me on social media. I've, I am a, I am a, a sports broadcaster by trade and uh, – Outside of my family, I think Vin Scully is probably the most consistent voice in my lifetime. You know, for the first 18 years of my life, having him call Dodger baseball overall, and um, I mean, just overall a legend. And um, you know, it's it's hard to say someone we lost too soon. I mean, he was 94 years old. He was the broadcaster for 67 games, over I think it was over 6,000 games broadcasted. Uh, broadcasted for the the Brooklyn Dodgers, the the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, just a legendary career and uh, someone I I look up to and a personal hero and uh, someone I think that we can all you know even if you're not a sports fan and and you're just a, a fellow podcaster out there we can all learn something from him. I mean, just the way he uh, you know his diction, his storytelling ability is just something that's truly incredible. That I think anyone, even if you're not a podcaster, if you're just in general conversation someone that we can all learn from if you have a chance to listen to any of Vin Scully, even in speaking on something other than baseball, I think anyone should take the opportunity to because he is one of the greatest, if not the greatest orator of our times. Well said, well said. So we're going to go ahead and end the show here. Um, as far as what's up next on our Top of the List uh, podcast, we will be discussing Bullet Train next, as we've been discussing for the past few weeks. That one's up next. Very I'm very excited. excited. About that one. Yeah. Even though I did take a peek at the Rotten Tomato score, looks a bit a little bit lower than I expected. I'm I'm optimistic that that is false because, like we've talked about before, a lot of times Rotten Tomatoes will get the score wrong. So we're gonna go check out Bullet Train. Um, also on the list uh, we want to check out is one that isn't in theaters that will be going straight to Hulu. Prey, the prequel to Predator. So um, I don't know if we're going to watch the first Predator and do a double review on that one or if we'll just review Prey. Um, we'll let you know when we get to that episode. But up next is Bullet Train, then Prey. And um, if we have some more time, we'll do DC League of Super Pets. And that looks like about it for this month, right, RB? Yeah, that, that should round us out for sure. Uh, but, you know, thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of Top of the List. I guess I should say guys and gals. Um, be sure to like, follow, and uh, you know, leave us a five-star review. Uh, when I say follow, I mean our Twitter handles, which you can find down in the bio below. Uh, and also, you know, feel free to reach out to us on social media. What do you want to see us review? Do you like more of these sort of one-off, smaller film reviews? Do you prefer just when we hit the blockbuster films and the big, you know, TV releases, all uh, uh, Stranger Things a few a uh, few weeks back that we reviewed? Uh, just let us know what you thought, you think, or like I said, just leave us a five-star review. We always appreciate that. All right, guys, see you on the next episode of Top of the List.